you're in my house again. Well, no, it's actually it's good news. I actually I came I came bearing like I got you a Christmas gift. So if it's another Byron Scott book. No, you can't you just you can't open it. You got to record the whole show first. And if you're good, <laughs> if you behave yourself and don't lead to somebody starting another poll saying that I have to be banned from the podcast <laughs> by leading me into like, you know, fake news questions, then I'll give you your gift, but you got to be good. I'll try. I'll give it my best, and I, I'm, like, legit scared about this gift. <laughs> All right, welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. The sun just dipped behind some clouds I was that I was say, staring you were wearing, directly into. You were wearing sunglasses in your own house <laughs> to record a podcast. You were, Anthony, to take you behind the curtain, we're, we're getting ready for the Byron's Book Club segment. Anthony did not read any of his chapter before I got here. <laughs> He's had an entire week, did not read anything. And so he was sitting here in Ray-Ban sunglasses at a desk inside of his house uh-huh. reading a book. It was a great picture that I'm did definitely think- not going to post unless I get like... Oh my god. You know, god. like 20 or 30 people <laughs> tweeting at me asking me to. You know what? So, I deserve it. I yeah. deserve I deserve it if that if that picture saying, it'd be makes a real, its way. It'd be a real shame if like a bunch of Patreon donations came in and we're just like, like supporters <laughs> it'd be a real shame. just came in and we're like, "Hey Harrison, I'm supporting the idea of you releasing this photo." It'd be great if I could help you make your first $20 ex- off of that. Is that extortion? Oh, a little no. bit. I think I did, like did I just admit to a crime on the spot? So you're we're gonna, speaking. We're going to delete that the, part. Uh, I am the new editor in chief of of Silver Screen and Roll. You don't and, want that job. That. I don't. No, I don't. I enjoy my life. Uh, today, though, we have a fun show once again. Uh, this is going to be the last show that you guys are going to hear from us for a couple weeks because both Christmas and New Year's fall on Tuesdays. So. Harrison has three weeks. Yeah, let's just say Anthony and I planned ahead by taking the Tuesday, Tuesday. podcast. That, I was like, I was like, I see years. Christmas and New Year's coming up. That's two weeks off of yeah. recording while still getting the same paycheck. So, you know, sorry, uh, Christian and Grant. <laughs> Shouts to those guys for carrying the burden. Uh, so, but this will be the last show that you guys are going to hear from us for a couple weeks. We're going to try to make it a, a, a good one to send everybody off into the holiday with. Today, we're going to talk about some trades, and we're going to talk about it in a way we'll start a little bit more general, and then we'll dip into some specifics. But basically, types of deals and reports that you can pay attention to, and then the kind that you can maybe let go. Shouts to Scooby. Uh, we- <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> so, we're also going to talk about Brandon Ingram. As that will allow us a segue from the trades that you can pay attention to and all that into a discussion about Brandon Ingram, where his value currently is. There was a report. That there was a report from Eric Pincus in, an, in a column that he wrote today or yesterday. By the time you guys are listening to this, about him being probably the first young guy to be included in a in a big trade this upcoming summer. So we're going to talk about that. I have a I have a a, a take. That might shock the world here, uh, and it's and it's it, it might kill Harrison. So we're gonna get to that. That's gonna be about the starters, God, and, then, so. and then and then finally <laughs> we're gonna talk about Byron Scott's book, the lessons that I learned from Chapter One. 
Uh, the, yeah, the we're going to wrap it up with Byron's Book Club. What was it? Honesty at the top or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was like transparency, trust at the top. Yes. I don't know. Something. You read the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't do very well yeah, in, so, in reading comprehension. So before we get into this trades thing, like, I mean, we're going to establish the rules that we feel like. Like, the, the Lakers are looking for these things, and they're not looking for these things. If you want a list of specific targets, Christian Rivas did a breakdown for Silver Screen Roll, three mm-hmm. names that the Lakers p- could potentially look at and some realistic deals. So if you want specific guys go to the site this is not going to be that because we did not have enough time to get on the trade machine and find more names it's also and and it's also everybody's going to do that so we wanted to do it a little differently yeah i already saw like somebody tried to say that the lakers should trade for anthony tolliver like well fine i guess but i I mean i'm at the point where like go ahead and trade for whoever you want on a like one year deal right and like that kind of brings us so the first rule of these hypothetical trades is no deals longer than one year if you like if you hear a rumor about the Lakers looking to take a look at a guy that his deal extends longer than this year and his name is not Anthony Davis. It's not going to happen. Or Kawhi Leonard. Well, Kawhi Leonard doesn't even extend longer nope. than this year. So if it's not Anthony Davis, basically, like, I, it's this not term's overused. Yeah, I, I was almost going to say fake news, but I don't want to do <laughs> nah, that. Don't so, do that. Yeah. No. Nobody um, likes people who use that unironically. Well, but. I mean, it is my Instagram name, but it's like <laughs> fake news. It's, yeah. a, it's a pun on my name. But I I would I would say that. And then the other thing, too, is a lot of people try to say, well, so-and-so's contract is only partially guaranteed next year. No, they don't want to take on any money next no. year. Yeah, they None need whatsoever. all the caps. Like, even as things stand right now, they yeah. are barely going to have enough for the max. They right. don't, like, even the for small the Kevin guarantees, the, even the small guarantees, that's just not worth it. You don't do that to, like, to punt your shot that you've been waiting for for on Kevin Durant, on Kawhi Leonard, on all these guys, no matter how likely you feel like it looks like whether or not they're coming is. Like, you just, you don't do that. You don't spend all these years to be like, we're going to get two superstars. Okay, we got LeBron and we're going to, you know, trade a bunch of the young guys for Bradley Beal. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, It's I, not that Bradley Beal's bad. They it's also don't that, have to make that trade right now. No. They're, they're fine. The they're, Wizards are still going to be looking to move, to blow up this team next year when right. they realize, like, oh, yeah, we can't well, get rid of I don't John even, Wall. No I, don't even mean, I don't even mean, I don't even mean in regards to Washington specifically, I'm saying right now where the Lakers currently stand, they're perfectly okay. I'm very happy with no, where the Lakers they, are right hey, now. They showed that this weekend by not. I wrote an editorial about this that like by not giving up any of the young guys. Like it's now been reported since then that the Suns were asking specifically for Josh Hart instead of a second round pick mm-hmm. in KCP for Trevor Ariza. They asked for Josh Hart and the Lakers wouldn't do it, and as they shouldn't have. Josh right. Hart has shown that he's better than a second round pick. He's better Ugh. than you know your average late first round pick. Right. And so like you don't give that guy up in a trade for Trevor Ariza right now. Like no. Trevor Ariza is just not that guy. Like he would have helped the Lakers. If you can get him for KCP, then you do it. But like, yeah, or, you know, maybe you do it. I don't know. I feel like that's even even that is kind of a marginal upgrade. Point flip. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's it's all about fit. I don't know if it's necessarily about caliber of player. It's more about yeah. fit that Ariza would have brought in. My thing is though, like the, the Lakers, we knew this is how the season was going to play. Not how the season was going to play out, but how they were going to approach this season. This year was just going to be an audition year for they all are, of the young guys. It's been reported they are not giving up the young guys for mm-hmm. anything less than a superstar. As and we they knew shouldn't. that heading into this yeah. year. I don't know how that's any new information to people. Well, it's just it's different when we're theorizing and we're assuming it based on like logic and then when, you know, it's actually like reported with sourcing that they aren't going to do that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, Although, like I, all they did was back up common sense. Mm-hmm. Like now, common sense has been reported. It's been reported. Report. that Magic Johnson Water and Rob Polinka have common sense. <laughs> yes. Well, I would have. 
I, given Please how stop. they just no, no. Given how don't, they, don't do it. Julius you know, Randle no, for nothing. No, for nothing. No, he walked away for not nothing. Not on the day of D'Angelo Russell's revenge <laughs> game. I will, I'm not going to listen to this. <laughs> Uh, I, I do think, though, that it was good to see that the, the, the reports are falling the way that they are. Now, who, who's to say that this isn't some kind of posturing on the Lakers' part just to kind of boost up the, the guys? Like right now, Brandon Ingram's trade value can't be particularly high. And we're going to talk about that. Well, I guess we could just use this. As well, we're, we still have a couple more things but, to go over. But, but like, we'll talk about Ingram's trade value here in a bit. But it's pretty low, I would imagine, right now. So Relative by, to where he was selected. Not right. low as in, like, you know, KCP. Right. But, like, it's low as in a former number two overall right and so i could see them the lakers just saying like no we're not gonna take you we're not gonna include them unless it's for a superstar and and teams around the league are like we we weren't we don't want him for a superstar yeah (laughs) but but who knows how this is actually playing out it's just good to see that right now because that's the proper approach to take it there is we'll get into this but there is reason to believe that some teams might have interest in him for a superstar because they might be able to look at the context he's playing in which we'll get into yeah but i think another so like the second rule that i wrote down is like the lakers don't need a center and they don't need a point guard barring an injury like another injury like rondo's going to be coming back soon here Mm -hmm. and so unless he or lonzo gets injured again they aren't going to be looking for a point guard, mm-hmm. and unless Tyson Chandler or JaVale McGee gets injured, they aren't going to be looking for a center. Like, they got that locked down. Even Mo showed that he can do a little bit yesterday. A little like, bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, just nobody was stopping the Wizards. I wouldn't blame that on Mo. He was actually a silver lining to me of that game. And so, like, they aren't, if you hear a rumor about the Lakers are looking at, I don't even know, like, what point guards would be available around the league. Like Jeremy Lin. Yeah, like, but, like, the Lakers aren't going to do that. They just don't have a reason to right now. No. And, like, same thing with any centers that are, like, like the only Especially one is like, center because of the presence of Mo. I yeah. could kind of see them doing that with a point guard. Because maybe maybe Vucevic or something. Like if there was like a way that you could work it out, and like he's on an expiring, and like mm-hmm. there was like you weren't giving up that much. Maybe you were giving up like a future first or something, and you traded like I don't. But I they don't exactly want to give up. He's making. They don't want to like give KCP up first round picks. Woj well, said specifically they don't want to give up first round picks because I mean, they have they to use all that, of them in an Anthony Davis trade. Depending on if something becomes available. Yeah, I. I but I. But that's just like you and I yeah. talked about with Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. Is that, like, why take yourself out of the running by sending out an asset that's true. you could use in the Anthony Davis trade? That's true, and so that's that what I mean. Like, they probably aren't going to be looking for that type of player. Are mm-hmm. we in agreement on that? So if you yeah. hear rumors about a center or about, like, a point guard, that's probably not legit. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably Scoop B. Yeah, it, um, it, depends on, it depends on the point guard. No, yeah, it depends on the point guard. If, if like, like, one trade I can't stop thinking about is is the potential for a Kemba Walker John Wall? Trade. Oh. <laughs> no, it is not a John Wall trade. <laughs> like the Lakers are like, all right, how can we They're single like, Did you see that guy yesterday? Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, could you see Magic walking I'm, into the office? That's what I'm saying. Like, I tweeted during that game. I'm like, you Lakers fans better pray that Magic Johnson was busy during this Didn't game. Didn't watch this game. Like the, And then Rob Palenka is like getting into the – he's like, Magic's like, how we do against the Wizards? Uh, Rob's like, we won. It was great. Yeah, just, John like, Wall played just, awful. Why are they burning tape in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you don't need to watch it. We can't learn anything when a team is that bad and our team destroys them that much. <laughs> like, you know, Wait, it says especially he, John Wall, terrible. Awful. Like, yeah, he was, he was real, especially he him. He fought very Bradley bad. Beal on the court. Yeah, it was it wild. Was not a guy that we want. He literally yelled, I would never want to play with LeBron James. <laughs> John Wall was Magic literally. Johnson was my least favorite point guard growing up. <laughs> I yeah, hate Michigan. That would, that would take him out of the run. Yeah. That would immediately. Like, I hate <laughs> Michigan and I hate Kobe. And 
That would be it. And then they're just like, that and then they're just like, and Matt's like, oh, no, <laughs> all right, yeah, screw that guy. Uh, but I, I, the Kemba Walker trade is an interesting. That's one, one that like, but still, even that, I guess, I mean, he's expiring, but he's then you expiring. still have like a big cap hold. So like, if you want to, re- I mean, I guess it, you can figure out over those couple days whether or not you're going to be getting Durant. But then at that point, he's looking at other suitors. Maybe somebody like sweeps him off of his feet while yeah. he's like, you know, no, I, I mean, there's risk more, there. I mean, it, there's definitely risk, um, and it depends on what you give up, right? Like because that would affect the Lakers' cap next season if he, if they give up one. Would just honestly asking you this: Would you trade Lonzo Ball for Kemba Walker if that was like the foundation of of a trade? Like a one for one? No, like the foundation of a trade. No, because I wouldn't want to give up Lonzo and other things. I just think that Kemba Walker eventually, like he's a nice story. I think he's made a ton of improvements. I just don't know how much longer he's going to last at this level. He's a small point guard. And also, like my thing is, if Mitch Kupchak is willing to trade him to the Lakers, that's not a good sign. Yeah, like that's like yeah. he's like, oh man, we we got <laughs> this. Really his, we got point. this guy's medicals back. He's got three months to live. Could you like, imagine Mitch Kupchak? Like he calls Jim Buss up on the phone. Hey, you want to know how we could get back at the Lakers? He's like, this is gonna be hilarious. This is gonna be great. He's like, yeah, Rob. You know, um, <laughs> he's Dude, a point guard. He's almost thirty points a game. Went to UConn. It'd be a real shame. He's six foot two, but I would probably say he's about six one. <laughs> Six, maybe six foot. And uh, a half. It's really too bad that we don't have an excuse for you to do Mitch voice as often anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I that that's the that's the one trade that I could kind of sort of. It's it's hard for me. I don't think it's going to happen, but I keep coming back to it when you think about like potential big trades. That I keep waking up expecting like John Wall to the Lakers like on my phone and me having to write if that it immediately. If it didn't happen today, the day after John Wall, uh, they might, they're the like they're like we don't want to tip our hand that we're basing it on this one game. Let's wait three days. Um, so, uh, so actually, that does bring us to what types of players are they probably looking for? Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be in the trade market, the buyout market. They're going to be looking for shooting. And I wrote about this in my Trevor Ariza signs with traded to the Lakers pre-write and so mm-hmm. I'll just share these thoughts here <laughs> the 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 Trevor Ariza acquisition would have given the Lakers the long like kind of rangey defender that they didn't the, have you should have released it I thought anyway, about just publishing it anyway. have. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I basically there was part of like one of my editorials from this weekend that I used part of it in mm-hmm. and um, basically it would have signaled an admission of philosophy shift on some level where you're realizing okay it's great over the summer to say we want all these playmakers around LeBron. We want to ease his playmaking burden. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually he has the same usage rate this season that he had last season. And, you know, he's having to do too much on offense because the floor is too cramped at times and things like that. Like, I'm not saying their plan to some degree has worked. I just think that you have to mix it a little bit. It's like you can't go the whole playmaking direction. You want some playmakers to share the burden with him. But then there are going to be times where in the fourth quarter where you just want four shooters around LeBron, like yeah. against certain teams. Mm-hmm. It's going to depend on the team. It's going to depend on the matchups and the defenders you want to have on the floor, but there are some teams where you just need to say, hey, we need to space the floor for LeBron and let him go to work. But it, and it'd be good to have that option. That's what I mean, and yeah. so that's why a guy like Trevor Ariza, like where he's a, he's a good defender, so you aren't lo- losing anything defensively, mm-hmm. and then you're at, because I I don't believe the Phoenix defense basically is what I'm saying. I believe I he's still a good defender. I think there was a report already today that Ariza was sulking that he yeah, wanted he like I. He took which is his hilarious. Th- he took the money and yeah. then was like, "Actually, this place sucks." Um, <laughs> which is honestly, that was like, I went to a wedding in Arizona, like a couple about a month ago. Like, I got there and I'm like, "Damn, this place sucks. Get me out of here!" Like, <laughs> I'm getting free food. I don't even care. I'm pouting the whole wedding. Like, yeah. you know. And but so it's like the, when I worked at Fansite. It, yeah. <laughs> 
it's a, it's a little bit of a philosophy shift to like I think they're going to start to admit that they're going to need a little bit more shooting and not necessarily more defense but it's going to come from a guy that can play a little bit of defense probably but if not I anticipate them going after guys that are shooters and maybe one more big wing defender somebody like that because they need maybe somebody that can shift and guard like both forward positions on some level like a Wilson Chandler is one guy that Christian mentioned in his article and so like guys like that like guys that are either going to hit they the buyout length. market I think they or, want length yeah I think they want some length because mm-hmm. right now their perimeter def- defense just doesn't have that they don't have other than Ingram mm-hmm. but you want more than one of those guys ideally you can that's the only way to win in the NBA and LeBron mm-hmm. can do it but for like five minutes a game right like that's all he does mm-hmm. at this point and so like you want more than that and so going and getting a guy that can has some length and can play defense but then more importantly can spread the floor a little bit is ideal and so mm-hmm. like those are the types of guys to believe some rumors about like other than that like buyout guys like like Jamal Crawford no that's not no. happening I'm mm-hmm. sorry he's you know if he gets bought out like that's that's not a guy that they're gonna look at or like if you're if it's like some veteran that you've heard of because they're a really good scorer it's like that's not the type of guy that they're probably gonna go after no I yeah also Melo technically qualifies as length but I don't think that's happening. Like, no. Defensively? No, no, no. He just he just happens to be a taller person. Yeah. Uh, but that's just never happening. I want I want everybody to recognize this. I want I want it said here on the show. I'm speaking this into existence. Carmelo Anthony will never be a Los Angeles. Oh God, signer. he's signing tomorrow. Get the you're writing the pre-write just for that. <laughs> just for that, you're writing the pre-write as soon as we get off the air here. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's never happening. Sorry, okay. John Sally, it's just never happening. Did you see that? No, John Sally was like super high and was like implying not he was. I don't know if he was actually high. He looked like he was under the influence. Allegedly, of something. allegedly. There you go. Now we're safe. Yep, yeah, we're good now. Uh, and and is now. He was you, or you ask it as a question, he, you're like, was he high when he talked yeah, about Melo to the Lakers? I don't know. He was, I'm, I'm just asking. It's like Kuz when he, he was, was like, can we get fined for tweeting at the ref's account? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm just yeah. asking. Yeah. Uh, I Maybe? The official Lakers account should have tweeted at the official refs after that foul yeah. on Lonzo yesterday. Right. Just like that. Like, I, th- I thought it was hilarious that SportsCenter was like, John Wall got, got Lonzo back. It's like, I, I was like... I could go commit a flagrant foul on Lonzo too, like, yeah. but that doesn't make it a good. I think defense. I saw like things like Rex Chapman was like hands part of the ball. I'm like that's that that was like his elbow. It was his body. It was yeah. John Wall just like assaults Lonzo in midair, yeah. and they're like, wow, great defensive play by Wall. Yeah, and of course, like all of NBA hipster Twitter was yeah. like, oh, see Rex put Chapman the on him. So. Yeah, he yeah. really, uh, you know, he really put up a wall between Lonzo and the rim. Uh-huh. Hands part of the ball. Yeah. Hands part of the Lonzo ball. Oh, uh, that's that's good. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. I want to. Well, uh, we can go to Ingram now. I think, right? Well, no, no, no. Oh, you got one more? No, I want to. Okay. I wanted to ask you because we didn't really mention the KCP stuff. I want to know what you think is going on there. Like, do you think? Do you think it's like Rich Paul and those guys really want him to have a bigger I th- spot I don't somewhere? think so. I don't think so. What I, th- do you I, I think number one, it's not about what his management wants. That's the thing that I think. I think we've gotten collectively too woke on agency connections and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it's still they still work for the guy. Yeah. Like and even though like like if, for example Although in this it's case a little different here. Where well, in this case, you know, obviously Rich Paul represents both LeBron and KCP, yeah. but like you're not going to shaft one guy to like help out another guy or. At least 
least not if you're an agent that wants to keep clients beyond like and Rich Paul's a smart guy like yeah. he's not going to do that and so like he's going to try and get, what, get what's best for his clients and like so I, I would think that if like there's a situation where like you know if it's obviously better for KCP then maybe that's something that KCP would waive his no trade clause to do mm-hmm. but if it's not obviously better for KCP like he has two kids he lives in Los Angeles he by all accounts seems to be happy here I don't anticipate him just being like yeah I'd love to go to Phoenix and like uproot right. myself in the middle of the season to go to this lottery team where there's no structure if we've seen anything from KCP it's that he's a guy that succeeds in structure mm-hmm. and like last year when it was very clear what his exact role was he was able to That's really he like his best. he had his most effective season in the NBA mm-hmm. and this year when his role's been a little bit more nebulous he struggled a little bit more mm-hmm. and so like you, you want to go to Phoenix now all of a sudden and right. like and try and make it and try and get paid during, there during a contract year that's not how that's that's not going to work right so like if he could end up in a place where it's a contender where he's very clearly like they're going to be like okay you're going to shoot threes this is the exact way that you're going to play defense every time Mm -hmm. then like that's the situation that kcp could succeed in but i don't think it's a given by any means that he's out of here And i'm not sure how many of those situations are out there no that's the other thing too is like like why why would the lakers just give him to the rockets also, Houston wouldn't be a good spot for him. He can't play alongside James Harden. Who's going to guard the three in that spot? Well, so he can't play alongside James Harden, but like he could probably play with some of those bench lineups. Like if they were going to play like Chris Paul, right? But how like, many? But how many minutes are are but is, if you're, is if you're James Harden not going to be on the court? If you're doing it on a contender, it's different. Like guys are more willing to extrapolate your numbers. They see that you're efficient. They see that you can contribute to winning. Sure, but how many? It's still a contract year. Yeah, and, it's true. And KCP is going to be looking for minutes. And if James Harden is going to be playing 35, 36 minutes a game, that only leaves well, twenty. Mike D'Antoni will just play him at the five. Yeah, and like <laughs> that'll totally. Work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I well, don't, so I that's just, what I mean. I just, like, I don't think the KCP thing is a given. Yeah. I It it screams to me of a lot of teams trying to take advantage of a situation where, oh, yeah, sure, half these, te- half these teams in the NBA are interested in KCP and 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 the Lakers have him very much available. And, and it doesn't seem like the kind of thing somebody with a no-trade clause would let leaked from his camp. That, that would not be sense. my guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to, to Brandon Ingram. Uh, he is, I think this is about as low trade value as, as he's had in, since, I would say, his rookie year. Well, to, at the risk of people mixing Darius and I up again, yes and no. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to give you Ingram's head-to-head statistics with LeBron on the floor and with LeBron off the floor. This is per 36 minutes. So, here, I'll actually, I'll explain this first. They have played 494 minutes together. Ingram has played 121 minutes with LeBron off the floor. So, like, by far, he's played more of his minutes with LeBron. Mm -hmm. So we have to, like, we have to allow for that. It's a much bigger sample size with LeBron than without LeBron. Maybe some of this is a little bit of streakiness on the end of the playing without LeBron. But here are Ingram's numbers with with LeBron on the floor and with LeBron off the floor. And you don't know what these are before I'm reading them to you because I didn't tell you before we went on the air. So per 36 minutes. With LeBron on the court, Ingram is averaging 15.4 points. Okay, that's not bad. 44.3% shooting. That's not too bad. 19.2% from three. That's pretty horrendous. And he is averaging uh, 1.9 assists and 4.3 rebounds. Okay, so, you know, and like a little less than a steal and a little less than a block per game. Those are like pretty pedestrian to like not great numbers. You know, that's that's an okay player, right? 
all right. It's an okay player. It's not. It's not. It's not a great Lakers, player, but that's it's not, not okay what the player. Lakers need from him, though. No, it's not. So here's Ingram with LeBron off the floor per 36 minutes, 27.7 points per game, 54.5 percent shooting, 75 percent from three point range. So that's not sustainable <laughs> yeah. at all. But right. you know, um, he's actually shooting more threes with LeBron off the floor, which with, is which bad. It's counterintuitive. That's not good. He's shooting almost half a three. He's shooting half a three more with LeBron off the floor, mm-hmm. which is counter. Yeah, that's counterintuitive. So he's also taking more free throws with LeBron off the floor, 7.2 to 4.9. Um, he's not shooting a better percentage, which makes sense because that's not uh, that's the one thing that's not affected by LeBron being – like if we saw his numbers drop off a cliff while LeBron was on the floor, then it's like a mental like, yeah, issue. Right. Um, but the free throw LeBron shooting – LeBron walks onto the court. <laughs> just like, oh, God, dad's back. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so – and then the rebounds, Ingram is 6.3 versus 4.3. And then on assists, he's averaging 5.1 assists per 36 minutes with LeBron off the floor. And so he's averaging over – he's averaging like 27, 5, and 5 per mm-hmm. 36 with LeBron off the floor. Again, it's a small sample size, but that's a pretty good player mm-hmm. in limited minutes. And if the Lakers could maybe play that player a little bit more by separating him from LeBron a little bit more, mm-hmm. his trade value would go up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like the, – and the team would be better. Right. Like, it's not even just that to increase Ingram's value for an Anthony Davis trade. It's good for you right now and later. There's no reason not to do this. Right. In, other than you, if you're afraid that Ingram's feelings are going to be so hurt by not starting that he's just going to, like, his per 36 minutes are going to be like, huh. And like, that's, <laughs> like, that's what he's going to average. <laughs> it's like he's averaging I'm sad assists per game. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you think he's going to go full Trevor Ariza in Phoenix, then... <laughs> He's not getting paid fifteen million this year, though, so he can't afford to do that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, this is the thing that's always kind of bothered me here is that like this is where you're letting the team's politics get in the way of what's actually better for the team. Like he, Ingram, yes, he is a former number two overall pick and all of these things, but he is very much not a number two overall pick when he's playing with LeBron James. He is very much a number two overall pick when he isn't playing with LeBron James. That that is an amazing player. That's and a that's very small good sample size. But that's again, it's like 121 minutes. So that's like. You know, if that's like how many games is that total at the minutes that he's averaging? Huh? 125 minutes? 121 minutes. That's like what? Like it's like four or five games. So yeah. that, that could be streaky. You right. know, I'm yeah. allowing for that. But it's so much better mm-hmm. than the guy that's been here in the yeah, larger sample a, size. Like it's not like it's like it's it's not like it's 30. It's not like it's 38 points a game in a way smaller sample size or something like that. Like it's a decent si- chunk sample size for some of this stuff at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. And like it's not like his numbers are so gangbusters that you think it's like random. It hot also shooting. echoes what we saw in the preseason. Yes, by the way, exactly. And so that's what I mean. This is not a new thing. This should not be hard. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to do it when he comes. It sounds like he's coming back later this week. He'll be back by the time that we're, like, podcasting again if everything goes as it should. <laughs> over the next so, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He'll be back at some point over the next two weeks. Yeah. They need to figure this out. Yeah. It's not even that, like, you know, I know, like, shout out to the iTunes user that called you Chicken Little Anthony. It's not, like, even the starters versus bench, whatever thing. It's just that he's better yeah. without LeBron. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't mean that they can never be good together. It doesn't mean never play them together. Play them together a little bit. Yeah. Let them continue to try There's and develop that chemistry. Laps figure that out. There's going to be overlap. Yeah, it's but 10 minutes or so minimize that overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it would be about to put eight him to in the su- positions to succeed as much as possible. It's not hard 
when whenever Head LeBron coaches is sitting. Do that kind of it's thing? not it's not hard to just play him whenever <laughs> LeBron is sitting. You yeah. can figure that out. Right. Well, we we've, we've seen that he Luke Walton is not very good at staggering. Like he's had every reason to stagger Lonzo Ball and LeBron James while Rajon Rondo and Brandon Ingram are hurt. And yet there are still portions of the game where Lance Stevenson and Svi Mikhailuk are expected to bring the ball up the court. Well, I mean, you're not going to deny Svi God the ball like <laughs> He looked really good over the yeah. weekend. So, so I guess as the, an aside, what I wanted to mention, or the, the reason we were talking about all that with with Brandon Ingram, is that there are reasons. Like, if I was, you, you know, what this kind of lines up for, hmm. even though the the fit isn't very natural, hmm. but this is kind of sort of like what. Houston did in acquiring James Harden away from the Oklahoma City Thunder. They saw yeah. somebody whose numbers yeah. no, looked like they were very much – he was very capable of taking a couple steps forward. If Ingram was just coming off the bench and doing the same production, yeah. like it, it would be, per- it like would be almost the direct <laughs> analogy. Of, and that's of not to say Ingram's going to be Harden. No. I don't think he's going to be Harden. No. But, but it's, it's that type still, of situation. Yeah. And so that's the, the – what I'm saying is that the Lakers can make that PowerPoint presentation to Dell Demps this summer <laughs> when <laughs> – I'll, be, I'll put it together for him. Yeah. Madge, hit me up. Yeah. I got you, buddy. They're like, they Photoshop a beard onto Ingram. They're like, see, it's the same thing. <laughs> how many James Hardens or how many Brandon Ingrams would it take to fill out a James Harden jersey? Mm, probably like two. He's put two on Two and a half. Eight. Two and a half. Hey, Harden or? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, that'll do it for the, for the conversation about Brandon Ingram. All that said, everything that you just said, this is the, the take that I have that's going to shock you. Hart hasn't done enough to prove that he deserves that starting gig. It's no, he, he what, started out pretty strong, and then he he needs to like if if this if Walton moves Ingram to the bench even after he comes back, it won't be because James, uh, Josh Hart made any kind of special case for himself there. It's that all these numbers have compiled themselves to a point now where it looks like it really does legitimately help Ingram. It helps the team. It helps the team moving forward in trade negotiations and all of these things. But all like. Hart needed to step up. Pete used the analogy when we were talking about Lonzo Ball and Rajon Rondo. Exactly. But, like, if you're the underdog and you're fighting the heavyweight champion of the world, you have to knock that guy out. Yeah, you without have, a doubt. You, it has to be, da- like, without, like, any reasonable doubt whatsoever. Right. And we have... If anything, I'd, I wouldn't hold it against anybody to say that Hart probably kind of sort of showed he deserves – he should be coming off of the bench, right? Because he he hasn't looked as good against starters as he looked against other teams' backups. I look forward to now that you've given this take, like Hart locking down D'Angelo Russell on one end and then like playing him offensively it's tonight gonna be great. by the time this podcast all of, stops. All of the ats. I'm just all like, like everybody is going to – I'm going to be like, banned from my own show. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to vote you off the island. <laughs> All of them. Who says democracy doesn't work? Oh, man. Uh, well, I guess there isn't an electoral college to screw everybody over. So, All right, let's talk or about Russian Byron. Bots. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Byron Scott. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for Byron. Uh, we need a sound effect for this eventually. We're going to have to go find like There's a clip no, of like, him saying man up to just like, put in here. Yeah. I, I haven't done this yet, so I'm probably not going to do it for the show. Yeah. But uh, maybe over the break, that's what, how I'll spend the time that I would have recorded. We could just have the sound of silence because that's like when you have your arms crossed. It's sound like just it like, produces yeah, a like sound. A, yeah. That was me crossing my arms. Could you guys hear that? <laughs> Surprised your shoulders didn't like pop and fall Me too, off. honestly. All right. So had I known this before I started reading the chapter, I probably wouldn't have read the whole chapter. But there's like a summary portion at the end of each chapter here. Uh, so here are the – here are the, the – the, what are they? Oh, man, I'm so old that I forgot. Cliff Notes. Thank you. 
Uh, You're so old you forgot how to cheat in school. (laughs) (laughs) The Cliff Notes version of this chapter, which was titled Honesty at the Top. (laughs) The entire chapter is all about how he was screwed over by the various places that he was working. Well, you you read. So give me the story that you told from this at the beginning. You don't have to read it verbatim, but just Mm -hmm. like what did he say happened? So, So he... In his interview process with the Lakers, was told this was going to be a multi-year rebuild that the Lakers were embarking on. That he had signed a two-year deal, and and it was basically all but guaranteed that his team option would be picked up heading into year three, right? Which kind of sort of makes sense, right? They they were hiring somebody. There was it was yeah. You always tell the person like yeah, we're we're sure we're gonna work right, but. You know, the lesson that I'm learning from that to success mm-hmm. is, like, if your employer you be- is saying, hey... Believe no one. Yeah. Well, if your employer is saying, like, hey, we think you're going to be a part of this forever, but we really only want to sign you for two years. <laughs> right. That's like... And you don't even, Don't be shocked when, like, after two years... And you don't, and you don't have, When you have like, the losingest two seasons in Lakers history... And, and you also, like, you have no say on that, on that option... And yet, like, like when a Snapchat it's, scandal. It's not even like yeah, a mutual. Yeah, it's, like it's a team. It's not a mutual thing. Yeah, it's, it's not like even a, like a like we'll gonna, sit down no, no, and no, talk. No, no, we're going to decide. Yeah. <laughs> that that should have been a red flag there. Yeah. And uh, so, like, that's not to say you don't take the job, but that's like you go, you don't go into that and be like, oh, you know, I'm totally taking them at their word. Yeah, we're, we're good here. All right, so the X's and O's. Like, if I was like, they, Anthony, I want you to work at Silver Screen to roll forever, but we're signing you to the, I don't know, your contract's like, I don't know what your contract's like. But it's not. It's year by year thing. It's not lifetime. No. So, you know, <laughs> you I said, want you to be a part of Silver Screen and Roll forever. I send one too many bad tweets. Yeah. And, and it'd be a real shame. <laughs> if I have one too many polls about whether or not I I'm should I'm saying be you guys can platforms. vote him off the island. It's like <laughs> or at least it'll amuse me. Uh, all right, so the the X's and O's is the summary of of all these chapters. This is the last one. Are you ready? Oh, I get it cuz it's basketball. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, it would have been great if, like, so you see how the X's and O's here is like it's literal X's bullet and points. It's just like don't shoot threes. It would have like, been it would have been great if it was like it was just all blank and Kobe better. Well, when is the chapter on how like threes are for clown frauds? <laughs> chapter three. <Yeah. laughs> there is no chapter three. It just skips from two to four. All right, we gotta wrap this up. If you're honest and open about the decisions you make, people will trust and respect you, even if that decision affects them negatively. Do you think he abided that uh, advice in benching Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell? Without telling them and saying saying they aren't allowed to talk to me. (laughs) Closed door policy. You gotta earn. All right, no, no, no. Hey, we we learned the first secret to success. Don't always follow the rules. Yeah. Rules are meant to be broken. That's right. We figured it out. All right. So we learned something <laughs> chapter, from chapter one. one. We did it. <laughs> All right. We're going to finally be successful. Finally. Finally. <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of The Lake Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really look forward to uh, the next Oh, wait. Hold off. on. Hold on. You got oh, to open your, Here we go. You, you did good. I had it's no idea to, that I was like, there was Well, I wanted to surprise thing. you because I figured it would be better. Like, see, there is an actual gift here. Yeah. Y'all can hear well, it. Like, it's not right, just a plastic so, bag. Just like, I just, you're going to, this is going to be like a YouTube unboxing video but with no video of it. No so you got to, like, tell people what it is. And who is it? Is it one? 
It's like it the least Karan Butler looking Karan Butler bobblehead <laughs> I've ever seen. Like you could send out a picture of this after the show. I'm looking forward to I, doing it. It really that. doesn't look anything like Karan Butler. You know, Karan follows. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a picture and ask him like what he thinks if this. Like looks Karan, like, like did you even like did they you did you send them a picture before they made this? Did they know who you were? Yeah. When they, they made were just it. like they, this was a, honestly we need to figure out if there was another Laker that looked like this and they just were like never mind that's Karan Butler. This now. is Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. No, it's Karan Butler. Oh, it says Karan Butler there at yeah. the bottom. It's a bobblehead. You can hear. Yeah, it's a bobblehead. There you go. Karan Butler. Hey, Karan, do you look like this? I just shook his head now. It's it's like Carno Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Karan Butler. All right. That'll do it. Karan, Karan Butler. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of The Lake Show. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Make sure you guys continue to subscribe on iTunes to the entire Silver Screen and Roll channel. We're going to keep filming those shows to, to make it a daily show. Yes, eventually the there's going to be a Monday show. We're working. We're still working on that. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow you will get – you are going to get – I know one of them's name. Yeah, Alex Jordan. Padilla and Jordan Carruth. I wanted to make sure that I said those is right. It show Tem- it's Show Tempo. It's a really good Yeah, name. it's actually a lot. They have, they have some fun segments on there. They're, yeah. better, they're radio guys, so they're better at coming up with segments than we are. What are segments? Yeah, exactly. Have a good week, everybody.